0: G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our, well, now bi-monthly <laughs> podcast. We'll we do them ad hoc. Yeah, ad hoc. Well, look, it's about on-demand, right? Like mm. when things are happening, we kind of said we were going to do them a roughly monthly, but February traditionally is a month of many, many, many national
1: finals, isn't it, Michael? It certainly is. And since we last spoke to everybody, it's been eight entries via national finals and two via internal selections
0: exactly so in two weeks we've had 10 songs come through which is a lot so we certainly couldn't leave it any longer mm-hmm. so today we're going to go through those 10 we should probably
1: kind of crack on with it shouldn't we really i think we should so we're first the one we're going to head to dale from the wonderful salremo music festival we have italy this is angelina mango and la Noia. <laughs> She was one of the front runners for most of the festival and ended up taking the crown. What are your thoughts on Angelina? Well, look, going into this
0: Sanremo, it was stacked full of names. Big names who've gone to Eurovision before. Big names that people wanted to see um, win Sanremo for the first time. And Angelina Mungo was not one of them, I think, on my list. Mm. There was bigger names out there. But on that first night, that performance immediately just had me like, wow, this is good. Even first night, I didn't think she'd necessarily win, but I was like, yeah, this is definitely going to be right up there towards the end.
1: Yeah, no, I'll definitely agree. From the very first night, there was bigger names, the likes of Annalisa, you know, Mahmood, for example, both huge, huge names in the industry, and there was Angelina, and it caught me on the first night, and it just got the chokehold on me, I have to say. Absolutely love this. I don't know how to describe the genre of this. How would you describe it? (laughs) Sort of chaotic campy. Um, No, no, like it it is an odd one, isn't it? It is sort of up-tempo, almost Latin-ish. Yeah, a little bit latin Rather than Italian. But she makes it incredibly memorable with her performance. And the song itself just sticks with you. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of something I'd hear come
0: out of Spain a little bit with a lot of Italian flavor thrown onto it. And her performance is fantastic. Look, she is from a a big family. Her dad was a famous singer in Italy. So she is her name in herself, just maybe not as big as those other ones. But in the end, I, I was really hoping for a couple of songs, and this was one of them. Because I think there's definitely enough to hold on to from a Western or non-Italian-speaking um, view with that Lenoir and then her performance. There's enough there for Eurovision for sure.
1: Oh, definitely. An edit needs to be done on it. It is a little long, so I'm interested to see what they chop off, et cetera, because there is quite a bit going on. It can probably sound a bit busy on first listen, perhaps. And it's a little bit wordy, but a lot of Italian music is. That hasn't seemed to really hurt their chances in the past. But I think this should go pretty well. This has got sort of tally vote and some jury love written all over it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Maybe not as big as some
0: other years for them, but this is quality and quality will rise. And I think this could do with an edit. And ultimately, it's going to be about her performance on the night. That's just going to work. She's just got it. Mm. And this will work. How will it do at Eurovision? Well, Time will tell. And I guess we'll get to that in the build-up. Uh, we've got to see everything first and who she's up against. But they've got to be happy with another great entry. Sanremo just brings it because they just do what they do so well. We
1: love her, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. She did perform solo uh, at Sanremo, No dances or anything like that. So I think there's a lot of room for... A lot more impact in the visual on this as well. So really looking forward to see how Italy packages this one up.
0: Now an amazing week that people were saying it was probably the best Sanremo ever. The quality of songs, but there was one that was quite controversial that came second place and. Threatened to kind of put a big damper on the whole thing with which was Giolia, mm. who got a massive tally vote, but definitely didn't win because he got voted down by the juries. Yeah, it was a little bit of a—I don't want to say a sourness to it. Thank God it didn't win, but it was
1: interesting because I thought the rest of the show was fantastic. Mm, yeah, I don't know about like talking it down. I thought the song itself was quite good. Um, it was just basically, if anyone wasn't watching or following along, there was a very concerted tally vote push for. Uh, Giulia in, from the probably southern regions of Italy. So, yeah, ultimately, it kind of maybe distorted the results a little bit, but I still think he had a very, very good song.
0: Yeah, I mean, the juries didn't agree. They had him, like, 26th, 27th, but the public vote was so big. Mm. I think you were basically getting... off a sandwich in Napoli If you voted for him or something like that So look, you know, it was only a one thing And it was absolutely fine and it would deserve to be there But I thought other songs really kind of Could have had their moment to be up there And I'm talking about Annalisa Because I just thought that was the greatest song of the week I actually think it would have been the better Eurovision choice But I understand why um, Angelina won Mm,
1: Yeah, I probably had Annalisa second for me to be honest But (laughs) definitely would, I think, have suited Eurovision perfectly to be honest it's such a clean good pop song Italian pop song so I think that would have done very well I think Mahmud had an excellent song as well with Tutta Gold uh, you probably had a couple of the legacy act people. I wouldn't say Laura Darna's a complete legacy act, but uh, she was she was always uh, catches attention. Well she won the first night, didn't she? Yeah. She did. <laughs> and I think
0: she came what, seventh or eighth overall? Uh, for me there was some like look, Fiorella, she was fantastic, fifteenth. Dajan D'Amico always brings it just brings this a massive flavor. He was twentieth. And Aricia Poveri uh, in twenty-first, which were the legacy artists who'd been to Eurovision before Mm -hmm. they just brought campness and Sanremo always lets older artists shine and it's just a very normal thing on Italian TV there's nothing like Sanremo Uh, every artist I could talk about they were just fantastic in their own way
1: yeah I wouldn't say that was a bum song so again probably one of the best Sanremo's ever look special shout out to my girl Alessandra Amoroso First time at uh, Sanremo, and she got a top 10 coming Mm. in in ninth spot. So I thought, with a little bit of a better song, we might see her uh, get a bit higher up the scoreboard in some years to come. And look, big shout out to Liv from our team who did cover Sanremo
0: for the whole week in just the most amazing detail, as always. And with her Italian heritage, which she does mention a few times, she was actually distantly related to one of the artists this year, Fred Mm. De Palma. He came 30th. Yes. Probably. Out of 30. <laughs> well, somebody has to come 30th. But Not that I thought he was bad. I thought he was robbed. He was in my top 10. So, Gosh. But it was just quite funny that he did come last in the end. But he didn't deserve it. Definitely did not
1: deserve it. Yeah, the final Sanremo as Amadeus as the musical director and host. So there was a little tinge of sadness at the end as well, I think. There definitely was. Like, yeah, you had Angelina win,
0: and then there was like, oh, forget her. It's all about Amadeus. What are they going to do? And he went off in the car with uh, Fiorello, uh, like a just married thing. And it was very sad, but I think he can be very proud of what he's made San Remo. It is just... A wonderful kind of combination of celebrating everything that is about Italian music and Italy while still making it modern and relevant and something that works for Eurovision.
1: Yeah, it's been absolutely killing it the last few years and this year was no exception. Well, next we head off to another one of our big five nations, Dale. Let's head off to Germany. Let's have a listen to Isaac and Always on the Run. I can
0: break up when I'm free, lost in my own identity, I'm on
1: Was so gushing about Saremo How are we feeling about the German national final on this one?
0: Doug? Well, when we talk about how Italy's <laughs> got everything right in the last five to ten years, I'm um, not sure Germany has been. And look, I won't say this was a stellar national final, but I thought it was an improvement probably from the last couple. Mm. But ultimately, in the end, with Isaac, I think we got something which is just so symptomatic of where Germany are going wrong. There's nothing wrong with Isaac's song. There's just not a lot right with it as well or not a lot to grab attention and yet again they're going to be a song that a lot of people like including jurors but no one loves and that's just mid-range of death and potential last place or close to last place
1: i don't know how they manage to do it but they seem to do it every year i mean how do you send lord of the lost and still end up in the (laughs) mid-range of death i'm not really sure I'll, i'll concur like the song itself is not bad and he can certainly belt it out so as far as the actual basics they're there but somehow it's just aggressively generic And you just give no emotional feeling about this whatsoever. And I'm afraid his performance at the national final just screamed X-Factor for me. He looked like an X-Factor contestant. And that really doesn't cut it at this kind of level. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's bad. But Germany, I don't think have sent anything particularly bad for years. They just send stuff that doesn't capture votes. And I think it's a pretty much conclusion for everybody that this is probably going to fall into that category.
0: Yeah, and it's also, who is he up against? And we've already got... We'll talk about Latvia later, and there's also France. There are male ballers and male vocals, people who can sing who have better songs. This was very X Factor. This was. Everything about it, it, it reminds me of forgettable X Factor winning song Ugh. staging... Him, his voice, the song, everything. And it's just the competition's moved on and I just don't think Germany have. But when I look at who else I had in there, it's not like anyone else was screaming out. Like Rick, forget where he came overall, he came third in the telly vote. But essentially his song, I think, probably had the most potential to cut through to maybe juries, uh, which is it had a bit more impact. But again, it was a bit of a just general male ballad that was kind of getting pumped up a bit.
1: There was nothing in there to shout. I don't know The runner-up Was even more prosaic Than the winner (laughs) I don't know how that Max Was it Max Or whatever his name was Was even more boring Yeah, that tells me you've got too many of the same sort of songs exactly in your selection Rick I kind of agree with you if anything could have at least scratched the surface it was probably it and Mm. I thought it was performed pretty well on the night as well but apparently didn't get the points and
0: look it could end up getting some jury points you never know like Mm -hmm.
1: sisters got 45
0: jury points I think even though they got zero in the end so look it's not completely lost it'll be depend who he's up against but yeah there's no chance of it doing well Mm. for sure and I just think, to me, Germany need to go internal and they need to find something or someone who's willing to take that risk. Um, Shout out to my girl, Marie Reim with Naive. (laughs) They had Schlager. It was fun. It was amazing. She did a good enough performance without being incredible. I never thought it should go to Eurovision. It would have been slated as
1: well. Mm, Yes, something's got to happen in Germany. A lot of talk about the broadcaster NDK perhaps giving up Eurovision and I think this is probably another step closer in that direction to be honest because it's just not going well. Yes, I think we heard through the grapevine last year, EBU
0: were desperate for Germany to have a good result and it didn't happen and they look on track for another bad one. Yeah, danger zone here, Mm. Um, you know, so let's see what happens.
1: Fingers crossed we are wrong on this one well one of the most popular national finals for the last few years has been Finland's UMK and we did have a winner from this year's edition here we go here's Windows 95 man with no rules I have the queen. as I say, Dale, UMK, very popular with the fans. What did you think of our winner?
0: Well, before we get to the winner, I mm. do want to say fans. Fans from all over the world mm. travelled to Finland to go to UMK because of how amazing it was last year. Not sure it lived up to that hype. It's
1: <laughs> it's probably a little step down in quality, I would have said, this year, which is unfortunate, but I'm sure they, they still put on a very good show. The though. show was very good. Yeah. Now,
0: Windows 95, man. Mm-hmm. The right choice. I know a lot of people don't think this is the case, but this is the song to get Finland out of the semi-final. It's not going to get jury points. It's not quality necessarily. But what it does, it does well. Like, it is fun. It's got that early 2000s uh, zeitgeist, which is going on. Nothing else has got through, mm. so it can have its place for that. And you know what? I kind of wanted to kind of be against it when it kind of came out going, oh, this is making a mockery of things. But when that live performance happened and he had no pants on and he came out of that jeans egg, it was just ludicrous. And then when he had the kind of fire stuff coming out of those things, I just laughed in a good way. I
1: loved it. I thought it was really funny. It was good. And some you need some songs like this. Yeah, look, I'm gonna agree with some of your stuff there. Like, first and foremost, the 90s, 2000s Eurodance. We've got one that got through the national finals. So I definitely think there's some musical relevance to this, (laughs) kind of, I guess. (laughs) I'm gonna get down to brass tacks though. That national final performance was a complete mess. Vocally, both of them were really a crime against humanity to the point where three of the four juries didn't even give them points. They were that bad. How can the guy, he wasn't barely singing. He wasn't, his voice was just there. Oh, we know he's not the actual main guy. Yeah. you know. What I know. was wrong with his voice? <laughs> no, no. But look, I will kind of agree. This was probably the package to send. And as much as I really don't particularly enjoy this, the sum of its parts probably equals something a bit greater than, than what it kind of looks like. Still, though, it's just not for me. I understand it is a bit of fun, and some, there is definitely an audience out there for oh, yeah. it. And there's, some people are going to love this and vote for it. But for me, absolutely not. Oh, this is sonic feces. <laughs>
0: sonic feces. Okay, look, all I'd say is on my Facebook timeline of casual fans, look, you know, a lot of Australians, of course, they love this. This has got points. It, I think at this stage it will get through. It, it's fun. I mean, it'll be slaughtered in the final for juries, but that doesn't matter. And it's nothing like cha-cha-cha for anyone who's even remotely yeah. saying that. Like, I'm sure ridiculous. everyone's going to
1: come for me and say, you don't like fun. I mean, you, I do like fun. I just don't like this song. Now, also, Dale, we always have this you know, rule of thumb. What if this song represented Australia? How would you feel about that? Oh, I wouldn't feel great. I would be so embarrassed to watch. But I would probably say that for a
0: lot of songs. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We've got a pretty high bar for Australia. And I think for like, and so I understand how some people may feel, but the Finnish people voted for it. Like, it won its telly vote. It it won
1: pretty convincingly, too. Yeah, pretty convincingly. Does that say something about the other songs in this election, then?
0: Well, potentially so. I don't think Mm. anything else came to grab it by the Kahunas.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, Sarah did come second with her kind of ballad, which I thought was quite competently done. I was a little worried about that swinging light bulb. Mm. I thought she was going to decapitate <laughs> it at any point during the performance. Um, what did you think of that one?
0: Yeah, look, this is my 12 points going in. I think she performed fine without it being amazing. Mm. Um, I thought the light thing was good at first, and then I was just kind of got distracted by it. I was like, "Can what what's going on here? Like a moth, you're sort of heading for the... <laughs> but then when that big kind of UFO circle thing, I thought she was going to get transported off at some point. God. That made it a bit better. But ultimately, there's been disagreements in the team on this. Like, this would not have qualified. I could never see this qualify. Who's who's the televote for that song in mm. Europe? Um, you'd have to do it a lot better than that. It was good without being great, and ultimately, it lost the televote. It did okay, mm. and if there was a different system like the Germany system, she would have won. But this goes to show that actually, I think Finland had been doing the right thing by sending ones with high
1: televote scores. Yeah, I didn't think Sarah would have done very well at the contest. So as we said earlier, perhaps they did pick the right package in the end. Well, another one of our national finals that came to an end over the weekend Was the ever-popular isti Laul out of Estonia And we did have a winner there, Dale Let's have a listen to Vesminus, Yapulup, and Nendest Pronounce the whole thing Not on your <laughs> life <laughs> That is our Eastila winner. Thoughts on that one, Dale?
0: Well, look. On the positive side, Esti Lau has always had a reputation for many, many years of doing quirk and mm. weird and something very different. And then it went through this really dull, safe Spotify zone for a few years. Um, and we'd really kind of had fallen in love with the quirk of it. This brings back to the original Esti Lau Estonian-ness of everything. Mm. And it's nice to see them do something like this. And there's some, obviously, people who have been in the Estonian music industry for a very long time. It's different. It grabs your attention. I don't know if I love it, but I don't hate it. I was still kind of making up my mind about it. But hey, the public loved it and a lot of fans love it. And so I'm happy because there wasn't anything else in there that I was really feeling... Massive about.
1: Yeah, I wasn't too uh, emotionally attached to too much in this selection. I will agree with you. Estonia generally did have these kind of quirky songs in their national final, but opted to go for a lot safer options in the past. So it's good to see them kind of take this risk, I'll be honest. Musically, I don't actually mind it. I, I actually quite like it. The chorus, I think, works really, really well. And it gives you something to hold on to with the song clean up the staging a little bit because it was rather chaotic and i can see something really working for the audience here i think as much as i bagged out um, windows 95 man i think there's some quality music involved in this whether it's completely noticeable at the start but i think there is and and i think i really i quite like this
0: yeah i agree because even though the staging is quite kind of catchy and i like their little dance things Mm. it almost in a way distracts from a pretty good song there um, not that I can it's got something to do with drugs I think it's anti drugs or it could be pro drugs I don't know but Ooh. it's drug related um, which is interesting it's really funny because a lot of people online have been talking about Finland Windows 95 man taking the contest back to the 2000s I actually think this is the most 2000s song in the lineup so far. And not in a bad way, but the kind of chaotic national language weirdness that you just go, what the F? on Because that's what the casuals are going to do on the night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it's about. Yep. Um, and I don't think in a bad way. I'm not saying that's a bad way. I just think it's very interesting. A bit of a back. I just don't know how it'll go. It could really fall flat. Or people could absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, they've even got some little weird traditional instruments they bring out and stuff like that. Something tells me I don't think it's going to have too much problem negotiating the semi-final. It's just, I can't imagine it getting a particularly large score in the grand final, probably where I'm at. But there's something here. I think it actually really, really works. Clean up the staging, they could, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's we talk about some of the others in the Final Just quickly, Ollie second again, uh, two years in a row. i got to say, I didn't think his song was as strong this year as perhaps last year.
0: No, I don't think it was as strong as last year. I think if he had last year's song this year, it might have been closer. Mm-hmm. And I feel for him, it's hard to be second two times in a row, but... Ultimately, I don't think uh, it should have gone, so I
1: don't know, better luck next year. Yeah, with the winners picking up 60% of the tally vote in the super final, they were very much the favourites. Again, I'll probably say quality, a little drop a little bit for Istilal this year, perhaps. Yeah, look, overall, I, it
0: was still okay, it was just a bit different. I, th- I really like Daniel Levy's song, which came fourth, a bit of a ballad that may be more suited to my demographic, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it, the juries didn't seem to talking about juries just a quick mention to liam clark who's from eurovision joy uh which is amazing and he's been involved with estonia for ages and he was a jury member for uh, estee lao which is just amazing and much deserved and big kudos to laura from the ozvision team who was over there in estonia covering estee lao again for the second year in a row uh great stuff
1: Well, we're not heading too far away for our next song here, Dale. We're off to Lithuania for the winner of their national final. Let's have a listen to Sylvester Belt with Luktalk. <laughs> There was a bit of buzz around this one before the final. Or What did you think of this one? I really like
0: this. Um, I think it really lends heavily into Eastern European pop and that kind of dance pop thing with a bit of dark beats going on, which I love this music at the moment. I think he was by far and away the best entry there in Lithuania. But really interestingly, he didn't win the jury. And mm. if it
1: was the old system of last year... He wouldn't have won. Well, I'm going to agree a a lot on this one, Dale, because I think it is a really, really good entry. And that Eastern European pop bop, it really, really works for this. It's got a great driving beat, which underpins the whole thing. He can perform it. I think he's, I mean, he's not too challenged vocally, but, uh, you know, he performs it very, very well. So I think a little enhancement on the visual with this, this could go pretty, pretty well.
0: Yeah, I think if you have a bit of money behind it and really make that staging work, they've definitely got a chance to get their potentially get their best ever result at Eurovision. I don't think this is like winner, you know, area, but this is potentially a very very good result for Lithuania. And my God, they just keep bringing it. Mm-hmm. Like the the national final, which the process was much better this year, mm-hmm. um, but still long. But with all that mess and all those terrible songs, they always seem to pick something that does well.
1: There always seems to be a bit of a diamond in the rough there, doesn't it, in in Lithuania? Look, it's repetitive enough as well, so it sticks with you without being annoying. Yes, exactly. I think that's a real strength for it as well. Particularly when you've got something
0: not in English... So mm-hmm. it isn't in English, is it is it is in Lithuanian, isn't it? It is in Lithuanian. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was yes. just for a moment, I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, hang on. Yep.
1: <laughs> well, let's quickly talk about a couple of others. Um, coming in third, familiar name, The Roop. What did you think of their effort this year? Creepy. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> it's really... They are getting odder by the year. I just think they should just go away. <laughs> I, I don't know about... Returning to a national final with a song that's nowhere near as good as your last two efforts.
0: No. And also, they're very normally high energy in their performance and because this is a bit more chill and just some of the lyrics and the way he kind of connects with the camera now, I just, I find it awkward mm. and I found it creepy. I could mm-hmm. barely watch it. Mm. It was pretty good without being amazing. And what did you think of our runner-up? Um, Look, I was one of the few people who actually didn't mind this song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but also, like, it kind of looked like you needed to take a shower. <laughs> the song was called Shower. Mm. Um, Very interesting that this won the jury uh, over, you know, Sylvester Belt. That was just bizarre. But uh, I was a little surprised to see it do so well. But it it was fine. You know, it was just a
1: man singing a decent song. And that's about it. Pretty much. He could sing it. I would never expected it to be in the top three when I saw all the songs. So, uh, well done to him. Yeah, Exactly. Well, sticking to the Baltic region, Dale, we are now off to Latvia for the winner of Supernova. Let's have a listen to Dons and Hollow. Yeah. All right. so what did you think of our big man ballad? Yeah, talking about just men who sing. Um, (laughs) But this is good. This is good.
0: I mean, immediately when the songs came out from Latvia, fans loved it. It was quite clearly the best song of the whole bunch. His performance was absolutely fine. It did more than enough to win it. And I think it actually gives Latvia a fighting chance of getting out of the semi-final.
1: Yeah, I'll agree. As soon as we heard the songs, this was the best option they had. Like, head and shoulders above any of the others. There is something very familiar with this sound and this type of song, so perhaps there's a little lack of originality in here, which I think is a bit of a, a sore point. But overall I think the whole thing works, and it's solid enough. I think his vocal is quite good. Yeah, I, I don't I can't really fault it apart from perhaps being a little ploddy.
0: Yeah, I wonder how people will vote on this. Mm. Like, It gives it a fighting chance, but I'm not putting it through at this stage, or not, I'm not making a decision. If there was juries involved, they'd lap this up. They'd enjoy it, it's good. I think we very much said he has that hosier type of sound. Yep. Um, but will it leave people cold? Or will they respect the quality of it? It's very hard to tell. In this new vote era, people will vote a little bit differently. Mm. And it depends who he's up
1: against. Because if he's the one good voice, I think he can get through. He is in the second half of the second semi-final. So we've got the likes of Estonia, Netherlands, Norway. There's going to be a little bit of craziness there. Power cleanser. This could be the one that sticks out a bit like a leaker from Estonia last year or something like that. So I'm giving it a fairly good chance of getting through the chaos that may be surrounding it. And Latvia hasn't got through to the final since 2016. They need this. Oh, yeah. They need this. So, best of luck to them. Really, really do. Now, as we said, it was probably the obvious choice. We quickly talk about maybe the runner-up, the duo. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Vestulus or something like that. Well, I thought we would talk about... Was it third? cat's song. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, quickly on the duo to start with, because the guy had, what was it, leopard skin hair. That's a choice. I thought it was interesting... Just the song itself didn't probably capture me, but I'd probably like to see them come back.
0: Yeah, no. Fair, yeah, exactly. I agree for sure. Hmm. But the cat song, can we just come back to we that? Just again? come back to the cat. There's, song. there's been, I think, multiple. Also, by the way, our two cats are in here wanting to be fed. So if they jump on the table, I apologise. <laughs> but there've been quite a few songs about cats this year, and to yeah. me, this has been number one. Oh, this is number one in the cat charts. <laughs> yes. Okay, fair enough. I got on, you, p- oh, please. I got home from somewhere. You'd been watching songs, and you had a glass of wine at one hand, and you were doing the cat movements. It was to pretty dance. catchy. <laughs>
1: it's pretty bloody catchy, but I wouldn't have seen as a Eurovision but it was pretty catchy (laughs) exactly well Dale let's head off to one of my personal favourite national finals every year Dansk Melody Grand Prix out of Denmark and we had a winner there let's have a listen to Saba and Sand Some good Scandinavian pop music, Dale. Talk us through this one. This was my second favourite going in. Real Love
0: was my favourite. She butchered it. Poor thing. <laughs> well, it was, it was deceased on arrival. Mm. But look, Sabah Sand did a good job. I don't think she did a perfect job, but I think the song spoke for itself. I think she's a great artist, and when she's a bit more comfortable and just gets used to everything, I think she can really belt this out. Interestingly, it won the jury. It didn't win the televote, it came third out of the three in the super in final. The super final. So basically, luckily for the jury, it had ten international jurors on it. There were twenty all up. I think they helped it get over the line and save the Danish people from themselves. Ugh. Cause they would would have voted for Basim with Johnny. That vanilla as anything song that would have just been an immediate Uh, non-qualifier Lisa gives them somewhat of a chance even though I think she's still
1: battling oh really yeah I do think I thought her national final performance was really really good really Um, oh for sure now this Mm. was the standout song for me listening to the studios there's nothing too far out of Denmark's wheelhouse here it is good scandy pop that's generally what they kind of do so I think it really sort of you know carries over well with brand Denmark I think she holds the camera really well. I just want to see a rise, a little more oomph. A little more oomph from her and also the staging. Yeah, I want more belief. Yeah, and if we can get that, I think this really, really, really works. I think also she was there on that kind of plinth stand thing with no one around her. And if you're going to do that, then the light show has to be compelling. Or they've got to give us some dances or something. But either way, you got to go an extra mile with this one. I think it is there, though. And I'm just shocked that it got third in vote for the uh, superfinal. Like,
0: you can't trust the Danish people. I don't think you can They're trust terrible. anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people should be allowed to vote at all. <laughs> Elections... <laughs> Eurovision nothing <laughs>
0: alright Donald um, look I mean all I'll say is I'm not sure you can be trusted when it comes to um, having an impartial view on Denmark you seem to love their stuff a mo- lot of the time I do and it's just very vanilla and I think this is vanilla with a couple of sprinkles on it whether that's enough to get through let's wait and see we've got to see all the songs I think it's very good and it was the right choice but whether or not you had enough of that national final to really bust Denmark out of there own issues at the moment which is a little bit like germany
1: i personally think it's sailing through i can't imagine this getting stuck in the semi-final it's got enough quality to get through but you know it's not groundbreaking you love riley last year look what happened to that it was a very solid pop song thank you very much <laughs> Dale. i wouldn't say much about the performance but the song itself was very good we'll and see. i see a very very good song here as well we'll see let's head off to the other side of the continent now dale let's head off to moldova for the culmination of their national final and the winner from there was natalia babu with in the middle Moldova going to Moldova, Dale. What did you think of Natalia?
0: Well, first off, we've got a returning Eurovision, Eurovision artist. That's right. She's back. And that's the first one this season to get through and to win. Also, it's, I think, Moldova's how many in a row of returning like a four artists? Four or five? Yeah. Anna Odabescu is the last original person who'd never been to Eurovision before. You know, bring her back, though she'll then be a returning artist, like she did tell someone this week. Look, the song itself, um, I think, was all very well done. I liked the staging concept of it. It was all fine. There's a little bit of folkiness to it. But it's, yeah, I think there were probably better choices. I thought it was all very
1: competent. Hmm... Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Overall, I think the package has some decent elements to it. She can obviously sing, so there's no problem there. I think the chanty kind of drummy part works as well. And she had a stage concept, which, you yeah. know, which which helps as well. But for me, I just feel like it's a bit repetitive and basic. Like, I just don't think the song is strong enough to cut through any kind of decent lineup of songs. Yeah, because I think people have a
0: view now of what Moldova is. And either last year, you know, they didn't vote for that song, they voted for that awful staging, even though I disagree with that. <laughs> so this year, I think this has less hookiness, it has less Moldovaness to it. And so I just think it's just going to struggle. But they often surprise me in how well they do. So they could have a concept that works a bit better than. What we saw, which is a bit hard to do on the Moldovan mm. open stage, it's not,
1: it's, it's not Mel <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's no, yeah. There's just something about it. I feel like it's a long three minutes already. Yeah, you've kind of got you've got to do something visual with this to help me forget about the song because I just don't know if I'll keep my attention for the whole three minutes. Now, there was some drama at the national (laughs) final. Who would have thought Moldova was involved in drama? Do you want to talk us through a little bit of what happened with our voting, though? Yeah,
0: well, second place, who was, you'll remind me, someone... Uh, Valeria Pasha. Valeria Pasha. Mm -hmm. Now, she came second, uh, but it was a tie because, essentially... Valeria won the public vote and Italia won the jury. So they had the equal scores because they did the 12 10, 8 thing mm-hmm. as they do. Bad system <laughs> because you get situations like this. Exactly. Now, I'm not across the full details whether or not it was super obvious or public or whatever about how a tiebreak would be decided. Generally, in most countries, it's done by the public vote. Some do the jury. And in this case, they did do the jury. Mm. And of course, uh, Valeria was like, WTF, um, I'm going to, you know, complain about this and went through the official channels of complaining. Hmm. And then the broadcasters come back and said, well, we had a whole bunch of dodgy votes. We had dodgy votes coming from telephone numbers that weren't registered anymore or never registered and from 45 different countries around the world that were using VPNs.
1: She's big in Aruba. (laughs) She is,
0: is, apparently. (laughs) So we don't know how, but even then, even if you subtract all that, But you don't even know the total volume. She still would have won the public vote, but I don't know. So I don't know how they just suddenly decided or how obvious it was, but... It wasn't clear and it wasn't transparent mm, What a shock
1: um, <laughs> Also just kind of making up the rules as you go along It's just like oh they finished equal Which one should we use as the tiebreaker Which is obviously what they did on the night I well, We know don't you, know that for sure I don't want to be throwing phew. around accusations I'd like to go to Kizanow one day True yes, <laughs> true 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 I just thought it was very odd But anyway um, they did kind of slap her down the day after And basically accused her of some dodgy voting yes. um anyone else there catch your eye because i wanted to say for me i have a new favorite song of the year it's uh regina alexandrina with uh contrasense this was the accordion disco bop which i needed in my life yeah like, it was good amazing and it came sixth overall i think, I think it was so. quite robbed We loved it when she did the whole, uh, what was it, audition. Yeah. But then, yeah, she really polished it up for the stage. Probably could have been a little strong vocally. But, um, yeah, and maybe could have brought out the accordion a little bit earlier. Oh, her accordion reveal was a bit too late, are you saying? That's all I'm saying, (laughs) pretty much. But I loved it. Oh, well, we also have to talk about Ninth
0: Place. Sasha Letty with DNA oh god we can't even I can't even talk about the lyrics on this podcast no. I think that's a after dark special yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our forget Patreon it's all about the only fans with uh, DNA look if you don't know about it just look up Sasha Letty DNA lyric video and it'll change your life not necessarily for the good good reasons. Yes, I would totally agree with that. One, I want to get out of my head. Oh, I don't. I love it. It's ridiculous, and I love that it was in there. The 250 people in Moldova who voted for it, I salute you. Yes. And Aliona Moon, who competed at Eurovision 2013, she gave this five points in the jury. So oh, wow. well done. What taste she thought it was? What the sixth best song in that lineup?
1: Good honor. Well, Dale, that was all our songs that qualified via national finals over the last couple of weeks, but we did have a couple of internal selections that have been revealed. Let's head off to Poland. This is Luna and The Tower. Well, It's been a few days on this one, Dale. What are your impressions of Poland's effort?
0: Look, I really like it. I do really like this. I like the sound of it. I like her. I do definitely think that this is something I enjoy in the studio. Um, But as I listen to it, I do wonder how this translates live. Uh, And, you know, there's just a question mark. I don't think it can't do it. I think it could come to life live. But, yeah, it's got something. It definitely sounds like Polish pop. uh, And I enjoy it. And I don't really feel super strong one way or the other at this point.
1: Mm, Yeah, I'm going to say my first impression, excellent. This is an excellent radio slash commercial kind of song. This is something you could hear on radio, not only in Europe, but also here in Australia. The chorus in particular, I think, really, really stands out. But I'm with you. I mean, how does this get performed on stage? Because the song itself probably doesn't fall in a genre that says, look at me, look at me. So I think, to be honest, if it can just negotiate that semi-final and get out of it, I think that's where the result really comes for it. Because I think juries would really like this song, because they do tend to reward these types of songs.
0: Yeah, I love the production. It feels Mm. very modern. Um, It feels fresh. But a lot of songs are that work in a studio environment, but don't work on the Eurovision stage. Um, I think that's something people forget a lot. I think if you listen to it a lot, you probably love it. But... First impressions on stage, having impact. I have question marks, Mm. Um, but I I enjoy it. I Mm. don't think it's a bad entry from Poland. So we'll just, I guess, have to wait and see. Very hard to judge.
1: It is. She's got a very striking look, which may help with the visuals. But um, as far as I'm concerned, probably one of the strongest songs we've got so far this year. Yeah, there's been a bit of, like, interesting thing about, like, she's got a
0: look that's kind of similar to your Raven from Slovenia. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit quirky. I wouldn't say witchy, but, you know, a bit odd Mm -hmm. Uh, in a good way and then you've even got Ireland doing their way out thing there's kind of an aesthetic going on there as well so I guess they probably even though very different genres of song maybe don't want to be up against each other because people are that basic
1: well now the final song we'll be reviewing or talking about today is out of Belgium let's have a listen to Musti and before the party's over are you still playing the game? The rules? I can see all the in the way In the way Well, we've known Musty was going to be the artist for quite a while. What did you think of his song? I I like a lot of it. I really like a lot of it, actually. Like, I particularly really love the beginning, and
0: I was really getting quite excited by it. It kind of meanders a little bit in the middle, and it comes home quite powerfully, but repetitively as well. So I think there's obviously something there. You want some repetition. You want a big moment. And this the parts are all kind of good, but I'm just not sure about the whole package coming together completely. But it's always very hard when we don't see the live but compared to Poland, it does lend itself to a live performance more.
1: Yeah, I'll, I will definitely agree with that last comment. The genre itself, it almost feels written for Eurovision. Yeah, you got have a moment. That big crescendo, etc. towards the end. I have to say, it's very Belgian in its production, isn't it? It's that very synthy, dark kind of pop. So, again, going with the brand of Belgium there, I think the song itself is solid, but that's all I can say about it. It's just solid. Like, it does build, which gives you some good staging opportunities. But I think it all comes down to how compelling he will be on stage. Because, I don't know, something just feels very flat about this. Even when you get to that big crescendo, as you just said, it's quite just repetitive yelling. I don't know. Something tells me this isn't very good. People People online are telling me it's good. But what I'm hearing, I don't think it's very good.
0: I get where you're coming from. I think flat's a bit harsh because it definitely has a build, right? So it's not flat. It goes somewhere. Whether you like where it goes is different, you know? It takes it's, a while to get there. It does, I agree, hmm. I agree. It's a bit of a long walk and then... A, uh, a bit of a sprint. <laughs> a sharp incline, which I know you're not a fan of. Hmm. So, look, I think it's a little bit like Poland in a different way where I just don't know how I feel about this yet. I really particularly love the beginning uh, and the whole kind of... City, like, the songwriters from City Lights... That 2019 song, which I like, but not the live performance. i like Elliot, the yeah. one that fell flat. Yeah, but not not cause, well because of Elliot, right? <laughs> Sorry, mate, but it's because of you. There's things I like about that, but I don't feel like it's all come together. And like most of those songs, there was always good parts of it, but the sum of all parts didn't quite work. But we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a a very vivacious young man, so hopefully I think um, he'll bring a real stage performance to this one because, to be honest, I think it kind of needs it. I think it lends itself to it, and Mm. I
0: think they'll stage it well. I think, you know, get some good LEDs on that. I think it'll work. I think it could work. But we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. The jury's out. Well, those are the 10 songs we're going through in this episode today. A lot has happened. And of course, as usual, a lot's coming up. San Marino choose this weekend. Mm-hmm. Loredana, oh my birthday God, is yes. a chance of,
1: of winning. It'd be amazing to see her on the Eurovision stage, even if it
0: is for Sam Marino. And she really, really wants to get back at her ex Bjorn Borg. She really <laughs> wants to go to Sweden <laughs> and,
1: She'd really ruin his life. Revenge is a very, very strong motivator, Dale. <laughs>
0: Also being decided is Croatia. A lot of talk about baby lasagna. If it wins, it's going up in the odds. I like it. I have to say, I do like it. But just remember what happened to Poland in 2016 when they were one of the favorites of the odds and that didn't win its national final um, (laughs) with Margaret. Um, But also other ones coming up where we've got things like uh, Cyprus's song, the Aussie, uh, Celia, her song's coming out, Netherlands song is coming out, Austria's song is coming out, UK's song is coming out, Iceland's deciding, Serbia's deciding, Sweden's deciding, Portugal's deciding, and of course... And Greek song and Australia on March the 6th.
1: Have we forgotten anyone? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Finally, March the 6th, we will get the announcement of the Australian artist.
1: Very And hopefully song. Yes, fingers (laughs) crossed. Um, Very interesting because everybody is flying blind on who could possibly be the Australian artist. Yes. And actually,
0: for our next Patreon episode, I'm just telling you this now, by the way, Michael. um, We are going to be talking about, I guess, who could be going who will probably not be going from what we can see in their tour who would like to see go Mm -hmm. a little talk about Australia and and the possible artists who might be up for it and the ones we might be able to roll out already so make sure you subscribe the little thing at the end will tell you where and we'll have the link in the show notes and as we wrap up I just really want to mention uh, Kyriakos in our team Um, Now, Kiri has been with us for five years, or almost five years, and this week he decided to sort of hang up his boots from the AussieVision team and have a well sort of deserved
1: rest. Yeah, we talk about our contributors a lot, and Kiri's definitely been one of the biggest contributors to making AussieVision what it is today. So, you know, incredibly thankful. Of course, we're all sad that he's uh, decided to uh, step away, but at the same token, Completely and utterly justified and um, we're really looking forward to seeing what he uh, does in the future as well. Exactly. You know, I can't underpin how much he's sort
0: of done for us over 700 articles about a third of all our articles all the stuff you see on Instagram he's done so many great interviews which you've heard on this podcast you know from all the and nearly all the Australian size artists to many others as well and he's really put so much into it not just for Aussie vision but for Eurovision standing in Australia I think he's had a really amazing input and we'll be sad to we're sad to see him go we'll miss him but um, yeah as you said I'm looking forward to see what he might do in the future
1: yes enjoy
0: the break so we don't know when we'll come come back for the next one it'll probably again depend on the amount of songs and decisions so we'll be back in a probably in a couple of weeks again i would say i would imagine so all right well thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time yeah take care guys catch you later
1: As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at Aussie Vision Net. And if you want to support the work that
0: we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon, the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.